Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And Wiz, today it's official. All 32 teams are in camp and ready to go. And uh, by tomorrow, Wiz, we will be six weeks away from opening night Lions at Kansas City. Yeah, really looking forward to it and, you know, getting ready for uh, all our drafts and the dates down and all of that stuff. Uh, we'll be having our first one, uh, at least it'll be my first one. I'm not sure if the one we're doing uh, together uh, is your first one as well, but uh, really in about one month from uh, tonight. So uh, kind of honing in on uh, my strategies and uh, looking forward to uh, discussing the rest of the teams as well. Yeah, and I think... Um this time of the year in terms of uh, trying to figure out what's going on, you're going to get lots of hype, especially from the fan pages and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think, I think the NFL network is doing a pretty good job uh, in their evening recaps of everything that's kind of going on. Uh, I like following uh, NFL beat writers on Twitter. Uh, Really you get to hear what's going on on the ground from, from the beat writers. I truthfully, I don't want to hear about every single play at this point in time. Uh, You know, I don't want to hear that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, completed a pass over the middle uh, to Devontae Adams and think that's news. But uh, I'm talking about guys that, you know, look like they're making strides up the leaderboard, uh, up, up the, you know, in the depth chart, all that sort of thing. And I think, um, as camps evolve, we're going to continue to see where the chemistry is being made and, you know, guys that are moving up, guys that are moving down in terms of usage. And uh, I think that's a good, uh, it's a good time spent kind of following those sort of things. I, I don't know if you have any other uh, opinions on that, but I do like following the beat writers, Was Yeah, that, you know, a lot of them are really honed in and uh, kind of could give an advantage. Listen, you know, some of the stuff – is is noise and some of it you know uh, some of these writers really kind of like i think give their own opinion more but some of them are really honed in and have been with these teams for a long time and uh probably uh even have a good connection with the coach and some of the players so i agree uh i agree with that that there's some things to keep your eye on but you gotta kind of wave through uh the minutiae as well yeah so, no uh, you you need a, you need a filter you absolutely need a filter yeah. on it there's, there's no there's yeah. no question about it and there's a lot, so uh, let's uh, let's get to it. Who are we discussing uh, today? Yeah, today we're going to discuss the Houston Texans. I would say, uh, given the way the last couple of years have gone, where this has been one of the more inept teams in the NFL on both sides of the ball after they traded away Deshaun Watson and trying to figure out what's next, losing you know a lot of the defensive stars as well. You know, this has been one of the worst defenses in the league. It's been the most inept offense in the league, uh, but. Things are looking up in Houston. I think they made some bold moves at the draft, obviously, getting both Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud to, to be their kind of future answers on offense and defense. Uh, Demeco Ryans comes in, a defensive coordinator, formerly Houston Texan player uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. He brings Bobby Slowick over to run the offense. Uh, and I do think, Wiz, uh, there is reason for optimism in Houston this year. Yeah, if you think, uh, <clears throat> consider picks and and young talent, uh, th- there's no reason to believe that uh, they can't improve. And I like C.J. Stroud. I mean, I'm not going to draft C.J. Stroud um, as any of my quarterbacks, especially in a, in a quarterback where you're starting one player. But he, he's a player that I like. I think he's talented. I think he's going to need a better supporting cast around him to be fantasy football relevant. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he he could be a player down the road. Uh, to keep your eye on uh, a player who I, I thought really played so well uh, 
in that in that bowl game, that tough loss to Georgia, and he showed like a different dimension. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I like him, but I'm not going to be drafting C.J. Stroud in any of my fantasy teams. Uh, do you have a different view? No, I don't have a different view. I guess I got to have a question for you is because, you know, we, we look at Ohio State, right? You know, they've run this kind of pro offense uh, for for a number of years now. They've had a number of quarterbacks that have been drafted in NFL drafts. Uh, they've had a number of wide receivers that have been taking, uh, taken as well, and they're going to have two next year that are going to be drafted. So, so I kind of ask you, on the passing side of the equation, we haven't necessarily seen distinct success from, from the from the throwers at, uh, out of Ohio State. The guys catching the ball, a little bit different story, uh, but the guys throwing the ball have not quite had that success. Is that something that potentially kind of keeps people away from C.J. Stroud, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think it's a good point you make, and I think he's unfairly viewed at or criticized because of that. I mean, he he's just a better player than, like, Dwayne Haskins and some of the quarterbacks to come out of Ohio State uh, that have not lived up to, let's say, their the way they played in college football. But I think C.J. Stroud is going to be a good player. But just coming in into a roster that isn't terrific, isn't great at the wide receiver position, you're going to have to be patient. I think the Texans will be patient. But I think he is well above in terms of talent some of those previous Ohio State quarterbacks who did not pan out in the NFL. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, Stroud's not necessarily a runner, and the Ohio State offense uh, outside of Justin Fields really didn't lean towards that. But, uh, you know, when when he had to take off at times, he did take off during co- during his college career. Uh, you know, he is a very good athlete. He ran well uh, at the Combine. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by some of the talent on this offense. I, 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 like I said, I do think there's upside to the Texans' performance this year. Uh, he's going to be backed up by, I think it will be Case Keenum backing him up, but Davis Mills is also still still around. Uh, but, yeah, you know, again, C.J. Stroud is purely a backup whiz, uh, if anything, and, you know, it's, it's a reach at this point. You and I both know rookie quarterbacks. Uh, including the great Peyton Manning, sometimes takes some time. I think I think uh, Justin Herbert a few years ago really spoiled everyone in terms of their expectations for guys coming out of school. Uh, that's necessar- not necessarily going to be the case for each and every guy. Uh, moving to running back, Wiz, a guy that definitely took off last year. You know, there you talk about beat riders. There was a lot of discussion around Damian Pierce in practices last year, and he lived up to those expectations, unfortunately getting hurt as the season wore on. And, you know, with the Texans not playing anything, playing for anything, it made sense to, to take a step back and, and not use this player and beat him into the ground. But Damian Pierce was very successful last year as a Texan, despite the fact that this offense was not necessarily strong. Uh, he averaged 4.3 yards a carry. He caught the ball. He had 30 catches. Um, was able to get into the end zone five times. Uh, I think there's a little bit more depth. The fact that Devin Singletary is here, and I think he'll be a, a good complement uh, to what he does. Uh, that is what Pierce does. So I, I kind of like the running backs coming into this season. Was uh, do you feel the same way? Mike Boone, also your former Minnesota Viking and Denver Bronco, is probably going to be third on the depth chart here. Was yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, <clears throat> Damian Pierce is uh, running back too. He's somewhere I, I have listed somewhere around running back 20. Um, and I, I'm okay if I leave a draft with Damian Pierce as my second running back. I think he's fine. I think Singletary, I'm not sure what in terms of standalone value. I think he may have some <clears throat> some flex appeal, if you will. Um, 
and maybe as a third running back on bye weeks. But uh, I think Pierce is rock solid in running back too. And certainly Singletary's value would move way up if something would happen to Pierce. Singletary could be uh, an addition in the passing game as well. So kind of like a streaming option for Singletary, Pierce running back too. That's how I say it. No value for Boone unless something would happen to one of the other two guys. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, Singletary, to me, uh, I I thought at times was misused as a Buffalo Bill. And when I say misused, because I, I think he was able to gain yards after contact. Uh, I would also say, uh, if we go back a couple of years ago, I think you and I both remember the way they utilized that player in that playoff game where – Actually, it was against the Texans. It might have been like three years ago where he had a monster game against the Texans in the playoffs. Uh, This is when Deshaun Watson was still there. And then they just really didn't use that player the same way. And I I think he's capable of catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. Um, I'm not sure that that's the way it's going to play out. Uh, but but, But I am intrigued that if potentially something would have happened to Damian Pierce... Uh, you know, De- Devin Singletary offers a lot of experience uh, and definitely has some abilities, uh, both running and catching the football. Yeah, and I would agree with that. If something were to happen to Pierce, Singletary would add on some value. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they use those two players as well, because maybe they learned their lesson from, you know, pounding Pierce so often. So we'll see what Singletary does in the. In terms of pass catches, the only pass catcher that I am going to draft in any leagues is uh, Dalton Schultz, and we'll get to the tight end in a second. But as far as the receivers go, you know, Michi looks like he's going to be back from his injury. Um, You know, so I'm not sure about him. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, I just don't feel good about any of those guys as far as drafting – in terms of being considered a fantasy football starter, I don't have any of those receivers inside my top 35 or 40 at wide receiver. Tell me if I'm missing something or tell me if you agree. No, no I don't think you're missing anything as we sit here today. Uh, you know, Robert Woods is over 30, coming off of two years ago ACL injury, playing for his third team in three years. Uh, I think he'll add some some veteran savvy and, and some experience and mentorship on this team. Uh, you mentioned Collins, who some people thought would kind of break out a little bit last year. That never really proved to be the case. Uh, he ended up getting hurt and missing a bunch of games. We know Mechie dealing with both a leg injury and, 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 and leukemia. Uh, so it's good to see him back out there as well. Uh, I know C.J. Stroud made, <laughs> made, made it known that he would, had a very good chemistry with Tank Dell, and Tank Dell was drafted. Xavier Hutchinson's another player that was taken in the draft. Uh, you know, this is a team, Wiz, that had nobody catch over 60 balls, and Brandon Cooks was here last year. Nobody caught over 700 yards uh, in, in passes either. So there is room for somebody to make some noise here. Uh, but I think we need to see how it plays out. So, uh, But I, I would consider Houston pass catchers uh, coming into drafts uh, out, outside of the top 50 wide receivers at, uh, coming into drafts. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I like Dalton Schultz. I like him as a player. And I think the, the, the stars are aligning for Dalton Schultz this year. Game script, a team that's probably going to be in in pass mode in the second half of a lot of games. He's a good player, a rookie quarterback who probably wants to throw the ball to his tight end and have him as like that safety net. And then you combine that with what we just talked about, the kind of lack of talent at the receiver position. 
I, I really think, you know, look, you want to be in a better offense like he was with the Cowboys, but I think as far as a setup goes, considering the quarterback, the game script, and the surrounding talent, I think there's going to be a ton of volume Dalton Schultz, how do you see it? Yeah, I think Dalton Schultz, Schultz, a case could be made that he'll end up being the leading receiver on this team. I, I can understand that, both both around the end zone and, and in the red zone, and and just basically as a as more of a possession receiver. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I did forget to mention that his former teammate Noah Brown is also here. And Noah Brown last year did make some noise as well uh, early on in, when, when Michael Gallup was not yet recovered for the Cowboys. So this is another name to look out for. But but I think at this point in time, if you were to ask me who was going to lead the Houston Texans in receiving, my money would be on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yep. And, uh, I, yeah, I think he's a good player, and uh, it, it just looks like uh, a real opportunity for him. Uh you want to talk or waste even a second on the Texans defense or Kareem Fairbairn, a kicker? Or? I, I'm going to say this. Not on defense, but Fairbairn, uh, to me, has some intrigue just because how accurate he was last year. He only missed two kicks, Wiz, uh, and those were two field goals. He hit every single one of his extra points. Three or four years ago, Fairbairn was actually one of the top kickers in the league. Uh, but the offense is kind of bogged down, and uh, and that's, that's not given as many opportunities. Uh, that's been since Deshaun Watson left. Uh, but extremely accurate is what I would say, and definitely not to be not afraid to be used from long distance. Last year, he was six of six from over fifty yards. Fair enough, uh, and um, yeah, he he is a good kicker. I just. I'm always hesitant to draft a, a kicker on a team that is probably not going to be looking to kick, kick too many field goals in the second half of games. So uh, I hear you on the talent of the kicker and his stats, but uh, I think it's probably going to be a pass for me. Yep, I understand it. I get it. Completely get it. But, uh, you know, look, he's going to be available in waiver wires. That's my that's my point. So yep. if it looks like this offense is going to be a little bit better, uh, that's a that's a guy that you can probably rely on if, in fact, that takes shape. So uh, that's it for the Texans. And uh, next we'll be tackling the Indianapolis Colts, who uh, have a lot of change on the way as well, Wiz. You got it. That's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And next up, Colts.